it is early um and uh layla was like you know you haven't made any content in two weeks like, all right layla if layla wants to make content then alex will make some content so that being said this was on my mind and danny the man the myth the legend penis um asked me to make this so danny this one is for you so it's too good to be true right and uh how to deal with the beliefs that literally ruin your life and so i wanted to make this um because beliefs about things like it's too good to be true literally do ruin your life and so um one of the one of the things that, and this this obviously come up so danny works for us uh he's one of our sales guys and um but this is something that comes up also in a weight loss sale where someone's like, I don't believe that I can achieve that result. I don't believe that uh, X, Y, Z, right? Like, I don't think I'll ever get back to my high school weight. I don't, well, you know, whatever it is, right? And usually it's a balk at the price, right? And so the first, the first like confrontation there is like, well, what would it look like? Like if you were to imagine a program that was going to get you there, like what would it involve, right? And then, and then usually the prospect will come back to you. It's like, like, I don't know. I mean, like, it's usually because they don't know, right? It's like, well, do you think they'd have, like, you know, customer support that answers within three minutes? Do you think you'd have a personal coach to walk you through everything? Do you think you'd have a strategic coach that you can hop onto every single day? Do you think that you'd have 500 other people who are in exact same type of business in your style of market who went from where you are to where you'd want to be, who've all done it within the last 12 months to make sure that it's relevant? Do you think that would be something that would be there? Well, yeah. It's like, okay. So, and so you're using this in the weight loss sale, just like you'd use it in a B2B sale. Everything's the same, right? And so you're like, what, and like in our sales training, we call this the unicorn clothes. It's like, well, what kind of unicorn program are you looking for, right? Because like all of these things that you think would be required in order to get there are here, right? So what else is missing, right? And the reality is that there isn't anything missing. What's missing is the belief that it's possible, right? It's the conviction that it can actually happen. And that happens for two reasons. One is because I got burned in the past. I wanted to believe something, I did say yes, I did something like this and then it didn't happen, right? And so the mental overcome for that is, don't let something bad burn you twice, right? If I went to middle school and I asked a girl to dance and then she said no, right? Do I now automatically assume that I should never go after girls ever again? I can never be married? Of course not, right? Because you wouldn't let that one mistake burn you more than once, because if it did, then that one mistake will continue to haunt you forever. Right? We make mistakes or people make false promises. It happens, right? But if you then cling to that and say, forever, I will never let someone help me, it's dumb, right? Because the best way to get to where you want to go is to learn from people who've done it. Ask any billionaire, ask any, I mean, you might not ask a billionaire, but like if you if you observe billionaires, you watch their interviews, the first thing they'll always say is, I didn't get here alone, right? I have tons of help. I have tons of mentors. I have tons of because like I have tons of coaches who've helped me through these different areas, these blocking points, because they had already done it, right? To try and figure it all out on your own is literally impossible. All we do as human beings is stand on each other's backs and continue to move forward. So to believe that you can do it on your own is unreasonable and prideful. Okay, that's just to cover that one scenario. The other scenario is that you truly don't believe it's possible. Now, that's from the limiting standpoint, which is this is like one of the most uh, paralyzing and uh, things that makes you unhappy in life, right? Is you're like, I want this huge change. I want this huge outcome, right? And yet, I don't believe it's possible. It's literally, cog it's cognitive dissonance. It's two equally powerful thoughts that, that sit there and that's why a prospect can't make a decision because they have both and they believe both, but on some level you can't believe both. So you have to pick which one you wanna believe. 
do I believe that I really like I really want to achieve this? I think it's impossible. Then stop wanting to achieve that. You know what I mean? Or believe that it's possible. You have to part ways with one of them, right? And then the next thing that happens is how like at what point does it become unreasonable to not believe? At what point does it become unreasonable, more reasonable to believe than not to believe, right? Like some people, like a lot of people believe in, <laughs> in uh, laws of gravity, right? Like you can't see it, but at what point after demonstrating enough times, does it become believable? It would be unreasonable to not believe in gravity, right? So at what point, at what amount of data is it unreasonable? And so like, if it's a weight loss program, you can ask that question. At what point, how many testimonials do I need to show you for you to believe that it's reasonable? And if you still don't believe, then at what point are you being unreasonable? And then what, what arbitrary bar have you set that is unattainable that you would say yes to, right? Like you're saying like, well, you know, if, if, uh, if somebody who had my exact DNA had gone through this program um, at the same time, literally just six weeks ago, uh, then I would believe. It's like, well, do you believe that that is reasonable? And do you believe that having that standard is actually going to help you get to where you want to go, right? For the gym owner who wouldn't believe, be like, I, it, I mean, I don't even know what would, like, like, here's 800 testimonials in the last 12 months. Like, I don't know, like, here's, here's 20 people you can talk to who are doing it right now, still. Like, I don't know what to tell you. You know, like, in markets just like yours, who ran models just like yours, who went from where exactly where you are to where you want to go. Ah, I don't know. At what point is it being unreasonable? That's up to you. You know what I mean? And so <laughs> uh, one of the other things is that I like using in one of these, like, uh, like a weight loss type situation is like, or like, it's just, it's just the belief situation, right? It's like, if this were true, what else would be true? Right? So like, okay, you're not sure. If, so like, if gravity exists, if I drop this thing, it should fall at the same rate as if I drop this, right? My gun, both should happen, right? Okay. So if, 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 if gym launch, right, really did X, really did help all of these gyms, right, in this short amount of time, what else would be true? Well, we probably go from, I don't know, 20 employees last year to 90 in 12 months. That might be something that would also be true. Did it happen? Yes. Okay. Uh, did we go from like 5 million in sales to a $50 million run rate in 12 months? Yes. Huh. Okay, so that happened too. Uh, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it, like, what else had happened? Well, we have the largest community of gyms that's out there that pays more than anyone else. Why? You know what I mean? Like, what else would need to be true in order for the postulate, in order for the first statement to be true? Same thing with you at the gym. If you're like, okay, you're asking the prospect, what else would need to be true for you to believe? Like, would you, all of these testimonials, okay, sure, forget those because that's not reasonable. Fine, no big deal. Like, what else would need to be true? Oh, all of these five-star reviews on Yelp. Cool, okay, maybe those aren't true. All of these five-star reviews on, on Google, those are probably fake too. All these five-star reviews on Facebook, cool. And your interpersonal judgment of who I am as a person, right? You do need to trust your intuition at a certain point. Like, if there were a person who went through the trouble of trying to, like, think about this, for like, just for a moment, like, let's just use our example because it's the internet and it's like more crazy. If there were a business owner that somehow paid 
all of these actors, right, to get on the phone with people, that's one, to all of the people that somehow anonymously comment on all, all the stuff in all the groups, okay, all of these people are, are, are fake accounts, sure, that's a lot of effort, okay. Next, all of the videos of all of these people, again, paid actors, all of these huge event venues, which mind you, even renting an event venue that big costs half a million dollars, like no big deal. But like, so, so like now we're starting to get into real money that to real money and amount of effort to, to make something that is fake, right? Like if that's really where you're coming from, it also comes from like a ridiculous amount of scarcity and like fear, like which you need to confront on your own time. If that's actually where you're operating from. That being said, if that's, if that's your belief set on, at some level, I'd be like, I almost want to work with these people because they went through that much effort. You know what I mean? Like it would, it would be so ridiculous that like the amount of work ethic that would be necessary to pull off a sham like that would almost be equivalent to the amount of skill that it would be required to make a $50 million business in 24 months. And that skill would be translated into the products that we sell on how to scale a business. So how can we, how can we, how could, how could we make the argument that we can't scale a gym, right? If we can sell something that's bigger and more complex at a faster rate, right? Like it has, like, if this is true, what else also must be true? And if all of those other things are also true, that must be true for the primary argument that it would be unreasonable for you not to believe, right? And so, um, <laughs> One of the things that, uh, and I'll make my last point. I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting winded. Um, uh, so here's the damaging admission. So if I wanted to gain your trust, right? What I would do is a lot of people like the, the next question is like, would you prefer if we had worse results? Would you prefer? Would it make you more comfortable if we had fewer testimonials? Well, well, of course that's unreasonable. So like, but but like, if you have to ask the question, and it's like. It's, it's, it's really like, it's just the belief of, is it possible? And if it is possible, like the person's like, I don't, I don't think I can do that. Okay. Well then that's a, a you belief that I can try and help you break, but it has nothing to do with the business and you're just projecting that. Right. But if you need a damaging admission, read any, anything. And this would be from the gyms too. Like if you're, if you're talking to a weight loss prospect, be like, there is no one in this gym right now who has lost a hundred pounds, who lost 60 pounds, who will tell you that it will happen overnight. There's no one that will tell you that it was easy. There's no one that will tell you that it was not emotionally difficult to go through this and the amount of growth that they had to have through that period of time was not taxing, right? Read any of the testimonials we have, read any of the testimonials we have for the for weight loss customers. It's the same, the same stuff. No one says, wow, this was really easy, right? Of course not. They say, this is more work than I have ever done in my life, right? But it worked the way it said it was going to. Right? Like if you drink from a fire hose, everyone wants, like everyone wants to lose weight until they actually have to do the things that make them lose weight. Until they have to give up the foods that they like, until they have to be sore the next day, until they have to come into the gym when they're still sore and go, until the time that they have to wake up early six days in a row, until the time, like there's all of these things that they, that come along with the thing that they wanted, right? And so the damaging admission that I have for you is that like, if you're, I want you to change my gym, cool. There's gonna be a million hard conversations that you're going to need to have in order to get there. 
What you're going to have to, you're going to have to break your own employees' beliefs because believe it or not, if you have these limiting beliefs, you hired other people who probably have them too, right? Which means if we can successfully help you break your belief, and there's a million gyms who we help, who we have, we can break the gym owner's belief. They, they come to our summit. They see all these gyms getting on stage hitting a million dollar run rates, right? Like, ironically, I'm going to be speaking at an event um, in a little bit, uh, in a few months, and one of the people who's going to be getting on stage is a gym owner. Who like their 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 claim is that they have a gym that does six hundred thousand a year, and they're going to be on stage. And mind you, they came through our program. Um, <laughs> hey guys, love that you're listening to the podcast. If you ever want to have the video version of this, which usually has more effects, more visuals, more graphs, you know, drawn out stuff. Sometimes it can help hit the brain centers in different ways. You can check out my YouTube channel. It's absolutely free. Go check that out if that's what you are into. And if not, keep enjoying the show. I didn't let them into legacy. Um, they requested it twice and I said, no, it wasn't a good fit. That is average for legacy. We've got 500 gyms who average that. You know what I mean? And so, like, but like when you get into a room full of people who, who, who are doing that and you're like, they're no different than I am. They just executed these things. Then you all of a sudden believe it's true for you. Right. But what happens now is all the conversations that have to happen after that point are the hardship, right? That's the hard stuff. You go there and then you're like trainers, like team, we're going to do it. And they're like, no one's, no one's going to pay that price. No one's going to let us drop our, our membership from unlimited to three days a week. No one is going to like, everyone's going to revolt. If we could take away barbells, blah, 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 like limiting belief, limiting belief. Like, let me tell you why it can't work. Cool that you might not be the ones to help me get there, but I believe that I can go there, right? And so like the biggest value that we really provide, being super like transparent with everyone here, is that we can help you believe because of the amount of people who have already achieved what you desire, right? And when you see that happen and you have it happen again and again and again and again to the point of nausea, at some point something breaks inside of you. It's the thing that said, I can't do this. And you're like, holy shit, what if it actually is real? What if this could actually be true? And then at that point, your mind starts racing because you're like, holy shit, this could be it. This could be what I was looking for. And newsflash, what would the thing that you are looking for actually look like if it did what you want it to do? If you wanted something to transform your gym and it really did transform gyms, what would it look like? It would probably have an insanely fast growth rate if it did what it said these people do, right? Like if you were if you were talking to a quote guru, right, or whatever, right, and they said this thing's going to turn your gym around, it's going to double your profit, blah 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 blah, right? If it did that, then why wouldn't their business be growing faster? I see people who have been in this like we've only been in the space for twenty two months, you know what I mean? Like literally nothing, right? I've seen people in this space who've been here for ten years. Their business is the exact same size. How? How can you be a master of scaling things and your business is the same size? If it did what you said it was going to do, then why isn't everyone telling everyone about it, right? If this is true, what else has to be true? And you can use that reasoning to make logical decisions when you're confronted with things that you don't understand or know or have enough data about. And that's not a matter of stupidity. It's a matter of ignorance. It's, you don't have data. If I give, if I go to the African jungle and I give a kid an orange and he eats it like an apple, it's not because he's dumb. It's because he doesn't know, right? And so you don't know. 
So what else has to be true in order to make a decision that makes sense, right? And so if what I'm saying is true, what else needs to be true? Would we have the fastest growing company? Yes. Would we have revenue levels where they are? Yes. Would it all have happened almost overnight? Yes. If the person says that they can scale and then they're actually scaling, that's probably something else. If you connect with all these other gyms and they almost seem impetuous at your, at your questions, like you really don't believe yet. Seriously, you've been in this group for nine months. You've been in this group for nine months. Like, holy cow. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so what happens is there's actually a bell curve, and this is for everyone, if you're curious about like how, how like, like product distribution actually works, is you have your, early, your innovators, your first 2%, right? And then you have your early adopters, which is the next three to 15%. And then there's this big chasm, right? This big gap that goes from the early majority, sorry, early adopters to early majority, right? Which is the big, the first big chunk in this bell curve, right? It's 35%. So it's two, two times, more than two times as big as the first two segments of the market. The thing is, is that those people tend to have more limiting beliefs. And that's okay, because most people have limiting beliefs. But the reason they have those, right? is because they, the, the amount of effort they're willing to expend is lower. Um, they wanna see 10 other penguins jump in the water before they're like, I'm gonna jump in the water. The innovators, the first 2%, wanna be first in line. They wait six hours in line to get a $40,000 flat screen, right? When six months later, it's gonna be a quarter of the price and they can go in without waiting in line. But that type of person tends to be the more entrepreneurial, like the, the highest like entrepreneurial people tend to just, they want the edge. Right? They want like, if there's something, I want it, right? They want the competitive edge. But to be fair, that's only 2% of the marketplace. The rest of the market needs to see more people. The early adopters just want to see the first ones jump in, like no, nothing blew up, nothing exploded, cool, I'm gonna do it, right? They're like right there. And right now we as a business are, are, are crossing our, our own chasm into the early majority. And so it's fun for us because we're actually learning a very different type of buyer behavior, right? Um, which is cool, it's interesting. but. Uh, it's funny because like those types of buyers tend to be less emotional about the purchase, which is fine. Um, and so when presented with data can make sound logical decisions, which, which is why we don't have a rush sales process, which is why we don't try and pressure close people in the first call because like it is a big deal. You know what I mean? It's a huge investment. So, um, anyways, uh, I say all this to say, um, <laughs> if you're on the fence about weight loss, <laughs> what, what would it look like if it did what I am saying it does, right? Would it have a meal plan, grocery list, food preparation instructions, eating out guide, recipe book, online portals, a coach to follow up with you every day, coach with you in the gym? Like, what would it look like for you to actually transform your body? Like, and if it's not this program, what's missing? The reality is that no one can answer that question because there isn't anything missing because all the programs that like, that everyone's laying out here, like has every component of what someone needs, right? Right. And so to the same degree, like we've tried to do the same thing with gym launch, which is what would it look like if it actually did what you think it should do, right? It would probably have customer service that's available all the time, right? That response within three minutes, right? I remember a guru, this was, most of you guys probably know his name, who messaged me and was like, how do you get these people to stop thinking that you're gonna like respond to their emails within an hour? And I was like, we do it in less than three minutes. And he was like, what? I was like, yeah. And I was like, have a great day. He was like, I was like, totally like mind blown, right? But like, what would it look like? So, um, anywho's dudes, and um, if you need another damaging admission, if you were on the fence about anything, um, here's a good one for you to chew on. Not everyone who does gym launch is successful, okay? 
There you go. What we have is we have a category that we call uh, legacy eligible, which means that if there is somebody like to be legacy eligible, you need to have made more money than it costs you to do gym launch. So if someone makes $16,000 over the time duration that they're in, in launch, we do not consider them legacy eligible because it means if you could not, if you could not execute with what little was given, how can I trust you to execute when I give you more? Right. And so it's not best serving them and it's not going to serve us. And that's why Legacy has the reputation it does, which is why when people get in there within months, their gyms double, their nutrition cuts, all these things, because there's more things to do than just solve acquisition. Right. Solving acquisition simply exposes the rest of the problems in your business. But if I have someone who has limited conviction, right, and doesn't go all in, then how would I expect them to do going all in with things that are potentially less sexy, like establishing a cadence of communication with all of your team? Hugely important not at all sexy, right? <laughs> like, how can I have, if I like, make sure that they put themselves on payroll and budget things accordingly. Is that sexy? Not at all. Is it important? Hell yeah, right? <laughs> like, how do I make sure that they're gonna reach out to all the customers within a 14 day cycle, right? How do I know that they're gonna reach out to all the customers by Wednesday if they haven't shown up that week, right? That's not sexy, but doubling lifetime value is. Tripling lifetime value is, right? But a lot of the things that actually take to make money aren't sexy, they're boring, right? But boring, but rich, boring, but consistent, right? So anyways, if you're facing someone and they're the prospect who's like, I just don't believe I can hit the goal, I don't believe I can achieve what you're saying I can achieve, then just run them through like, why do you believe that? Is it because you had a past failure or is it because you literally never believed that you could do it? Both of those things, this one will burn you twice, you don't wanna let the mistake burn you twice, and this one will literally never serve you because if you want this thing, then how can you also believe that you cannot achieve it, right? And then, cool, we can put those aside. What things would you need to see in order for it to be true? How many testimonies would you need to see for this to be, for this to, for you to believe? And if you still don't believe, then at what point are you being more unreasonable than I am? Like at what point is your disbelief unreasonable? And then push that aside and be like, well then let's just walk in this like magical fairy ground for a moment. If this were true, if I said I could transform your life and that six months from now you'll be in a bikini, right? And you've never been in a bikini in your life or whatever it is, right? What else about this program that I am telling you would also have to be true? Well, if that was actually that, then you'd probably have to have all these testimonials. Well, I mean, it's not just the workouts, right? It's the food. Well, but I don't know how to cook the food. Well, how do you make it taste good? Like, what if I go on vacation, right? Uh, and then they start running out. You're like, right. So what else would need to be true for this to be true for you? And then at what point is you not believing more unreasonable than believing? And once you reach that point and you realize it's like, you just need to choose to believe because this is a little bit pulling from those of you who go to church. But um, if you listen to any pastors talk about marriage, they will say love is a, Action, right? It's not a feeling, it's an action. You choose to love someone. You love on your wife, right? You love on your husband, right? Faith is a action, right? You choose to have faith. You walk in faith. You choose to believe and you walk in that, right? And so one of the things that I actually think that people who um, have faith have an, have an advantage over people who don't, and this is no offense to anyone, um, is that those people believe that big things can happen. They believe in a big God. And so what happens is 
believing in a big God frees you from a lot of limiting beliefs inherently because you believe in something much bigger, right? And you believe that that person can move pyramids. You believe that that person can walk on water. You believe that that person can come back from the dead. And so it's like, if that God that I, that I believe in brought someone back from the dead, why can't my business double? Why can't my business quadruple? Why can't I massively transform an industry? Why can't I massively transform my community? So anyhow, I didn't want to get on it. Like the point is, is that belief in and of itself is a competitive advantage. If you can choose to believe, then anything really will be open for you. But most people just don't believe and that's their problem. And they believe that belief is an after effect and not an action. So anyways, thanks for tuning in, but I hope you enjoyed it. And um, nothing's ever too good to be true. Actually, tons of things are too good to be true. Uh, but uh, if the other things that should be there are there, then you need to confront that it might just be you who's limiting yourself. So lots of love, have an amazing day, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.